You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Deborah Eckerling. I'm author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system of goal setting simplified. I am a speaker and consultant with a specialty in event outcome optimization. So when I'm not helping people figure out what they want and how to get it, I'm helping business teams create a strategy to get the most out of any online or live conference. And every week I lead the gold chat Twitter chat on Sunday night. And then on Monday, I bring in three friends to dive deep into the topic. And I'm excited because this week we're getting organized. Okay, we should always be getting organized because A, you can't get what you want unless you know what you want. And you can't do the things you need to do to get what you want if you're disorganized. And this month, it is all about action. So I brought together some of the most action-oriented, organized people I know, and I'm so excited. Um, I have Molly Barron, who is a new friend who I feel like um, I've known forever because we're like all yay raw project management. So I'm very excited to have you here. I also have Stacy Soleil, who Stacy and I have known each other forever because we're yeah. in social media tech LA, and we realized we haven't seen each other in real life since 2016. Where does the time go? Wow. Uh, when Stacy spoke at the 140 conference in LA that I co-produced. So I'm so glad you could jump on and join us. And we also have Deborah Thomas Neininger. And Deborah is a friend from the Gold Chat Twitter chat. And I love it when I get to meet my Twitter friends in real life. So think of this conversation as a real live, we get to hang out with cool people, Gold Chat, and let all our inspiration leak all over you. So if you're joining us, whether it's live or the replay, or you're listening to this as the Dev Show podcast, we're glad you're here and choosing your goals. And again, what's the point of goals if you're not organized and ready to take action? So hence this amazing panel, and I would love to give you each an opportunity to introduce yourselves. So Molly, let's start with you. Who are you? Why are you here? And why do you love being organized? What a great question, Deb. Thanks so much. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Molly Barron. I am the president and founder of Projects by Molly, which is my um, consulting firm. And I've been in project management for about 18 years. I am a officially certified project management professional, which is accredited by the Project Management Institute. And I really love helping small business owners achieve their dreams one annoyingly unresolved project at a time. 
And honestly, I can't think of a better way to do that than starting with a very organized plan, Deb. So you cannot get anything done if you don't know what you need to do and the order in which you need to do it. And that is really sort of the crux of project management as a discipline. And I am so excited that we get to talk even more about this tonight. Yay, awesome. Um, and, and so and we don't, I've already established this, we don't know each other very well, mm. but my background is communications and project management, which is how I created the Deb method, which is foundational for figuring out the plan, but it's it's one project at a time. And I love how you do one unresolved project because those are the things that get stuck and that keep people stuck. So really thrilled to have you here and looking forward to chatting more. Thanks so much. And Stacy, my friend, great to see you. It's uh, so great please, to see you. <laughs> uh, please share uh, who you are, why you're here, etc. Well, I'm here because of Deb, because when Deb calls, you answer first and foremost. But um, a little bit of my background, my name is Stacey Soleil. I'm head of community and industry relations with Follow Up Boss. For those of you listening or watching who are not familiar, Follow Up Boss is one of the leading CRMs that are that uses the principles of project management to power your your database. So when you're sectioning off and trying to figure out who you're going to talk to, we're using dynamic smart lists, we're using automations, we're doing all the things to simplify, organize and systematize so that you can use your talents for your highest and best use of time. So, um, but my background is also much like um, those of you here, communications is definitely one of the backgrounds that I have been part of. And I am very, very passionate about diving into all things that have to do with how can you optimize? It's probably my favorite word is optimization. So I'm just, I obsess over trying to figure out what can I do better every day. So. But isn't that why we grow and we learn, et cetera, is yeah. to do better. And, and I don't know if you caught it in my intro what I'm focusing on right now is event outcome optimization. So helping people get ROI and ROR from the places you go, because if you don't have that plan, what is the purpose? So yeah. I love the element of that, that you're bringing into today's conversation. And again, great to see you. So, so good uh, to see you. Deborah, welcome. Thank you. And I teach soft skills. So whether we're talking body language, verbal presence, presentation skills, assertiveness skills, so essentially grow your backbone. So for me, one of my favorite topics that I teach in the soft skills world, which I've been doing for almost 30 years, is developing good habits. And of course, in order to be organized, it begins with being somewhat disciplined, but frankly, having a roadmap, knowing what you're doing, why you're going there. And with the Deb method, certainly something that we are all familiar with. When Deb asked me to be a part of today, I thought, well, this is an absolutely natural fit because of the importance of being who we are, but being less stressed about the day-to-day minutiae. I love how you put that. It's so true because that that's like, it's a thing, right? But when you're organized, you don't have the anxiety. You could just do 
the things. Right. And we, we did talk about soft skills a couple months ago and you were unavailable. So I was thrilled when this topic came up. Um, in my feed, I saw that you were doing a workshop on organization and I'm like, yay, perfect opportunity. So love having you all here in this, again, really important topic of getting organized. And so my theme last month was may your dreams come true. And so in June is going for it. So it's all about the action and all these steps that you need to take to get there. And you've all kind of uh, touched on the first question, but I'm going to ask it again so we can get like real, real good clarity on it. But what is the value? What is the benefit of being organized? And uh, Deborah, why don't we start with you? Well, thank you. For instance, last week I was in Kansas City and then right now I'm in Cleveland. So I'm speaking to you from a hotel room. But when Deb invited me to be a part of this, I thought I don't want to miss another opportunity. So it was a matter of how to organize my time today as I was traveling so that I could be, no, not in my home office studio where I have better control over lights, camera, action. But I decided let's not let anything stop or get in the way. I am going to make it happen. So frankly, it begins with a lot of good decision-making based in reality, but also coming up with a plan that is doable and workable. And of course, as you ask the question, what is one of the top benefits? I just find life is too short to be any more stressed than absolutely necessary. So control what you can, but be flexible. Know that things change. Things can be turned upside down. You have to be ready for it and do it with a smile. Everything you said was absolutely perfect, but the line that I am really loving the most from what you said is being organized is all about, it, it helps you control what you can while being flexible. Yes. It's, the, it's living in trial and error, in the world of trial and error. So perfect. Good answer, good answer. <laughs> what about you, Stacy? What do you, you know, think is the benefit? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure all of these answers are going to have a somewhat overlap because of that underlying principle. But I'll tell you what, for me, when I think about being organized, I feel so stressed. I have so much anxiety when I know that there's all these things that are not in their place. And studies show that one of the top triggers for anxiety is disorganization, whether that disorganization is physically around you or in your mind, or just that scattered effect can really pull your mind in a lot of different places. So for me, there's so many benefits to organization, but the first and foremost, the most important one is having that clarity of mind. So I really appreciate a good night's sleep. And I can only get a good night's sleep when I know I have used my organizational skills to not be thinking about something all night long. So uh, yes, because when you have, and, and this happens, it does not matter how organized I am. When I get an idea that keeps me up, I would much rather be an idea that keeps me up rather than gunk in my head. Yep. So organization equals clarity. Fantastic. And Molly, what say you? I say, first of all, uh, hats off to the prior answers. I 100% agree with everything that they said. Um, for me, I would add on that 
being organized actually saves me a ton of time. So I I was the kid growing up. I, I, I wasn't super organized when I was younger. And inevitably, I was like running around trying to find my permission slip or yesterday's homework or I'd get to school and I didn't have it. So I and, you know, I was just always like late or like late for homework or whatever. And it was really annoying. And eventually I started to learn, wait, if I put my homework in my backpack the night before, then I can just grab and go. And I mean, that that remains a behavior I have to this day. So like Deborah was saying about building behaviors, right? So, you know, I, I pack my purse. If I know I need to go somewhere early in the morning, I make sure it's all there. And I do that because then I can sleep longer and I have more time to actually do things that I want to do. So I would say that being organized buys you a lot more time. Yes, it saves you time and gives you time, which mm-hmm. is a gift. Yeah. Yeah. It, and- and so the, the next question is what I asked on, on last night's gold chat. And even though I know your answers, I'm going to ask you anyway, uh, do you consider yourself to be organized? I certainly hope so. You're on this conversation. So let, let's go with the part two of it is why, what, what makes you an organized person, so to speak? Stacy. Well, you know what? Of course, I'd like to say I consider myself an organized person, but I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm human. And while I absolutely understand the structure of organization and I lean into it as often as I can, sometimes I can let it get the best of me. But I find that to be almost a benefit. And let me explain why. When you derail and get off of what you know you need to do, all of a sudden you experience what? You experience that chaos. You experience what it was like when you go when you weren't using your system. So I don't know, every once in a while, a little hiccup in the system helps me to dial it in and go back into that optimization mode. So the reason that I stay organized more often than not is remembering what that downfall felt like. Fantastic. Yes, is the hiccups. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say that word because I do not want to inspire hiccups. But reminders of what things are like when they're bad inspires you to be good. So really good point. Yeah. And so what do you think, Molly? I mean, we know you're organized. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I am definitely an organized person. Um, Why do I consider myself that way? That's a great question. I'll give you just one example. Uh, Within a month of dating my current partner, we had a shared Google calendar so that I would always know when our dates were and where we were going within one month. We've now been dating for like a year and a half. Uh, but that is that is who I am. Like I, I live, sleep and die by my calendar and my organizational systems. And, you know, it, sometimes I think, you know, to, what's Stacy's point, I'm also human. So of course I slip and I have problems and I'm almost o- over too far on the spectrum. Like I have a hard time if things aren't organized. So I, I have some ridiculous personal systems of like alphabetizing things. Like if I, if I don't know the order it goes in, it's the alphabet numbers. And so sometimes I think I'm a little too far on that side. Um, but but yes, I, I do consider myself an organized person. And I live by my calendar. And this is something wh- whenever I'm speaking, and I, I meant when I lead a workshop, I say, you know, you need your to-do list and you need your calendar. And people write it down like it's like, really? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. If it's really not in the too. calendar, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So Really good answer. Good answer. Love it. Uh, Deborah, why do you consider, I mean, other than the fact that you are able to travel and be on camera and 
prepared for everything, which I love. Why do you consider, uh, beyond and including that, why do you consider yourself organized? Well, a number of years ago, I realized that for me, it was not just a stress reducer for me, but it helped me be more mindful. And one of my favorite programs that I teach, one of the soft skills, is on mindfulness. So the more organized I am, I am getting more and more out of each moment because I then can push those other items out of my brain because I know that I'm ready for them, that I am planned, that I am prepared, that in fact I am organized. But like what Molly said, I mean, you could turn all the lights off in my house and I could walk around and put my fingers on everything. I know where everything is. I carry it to the level of what one would call OCD. <laughs> so that has been kind of my existence, but it's also how I exist, staying very calm and being very mindful. And frankly, then my organization rubs off on other people, which they say helps them stay calm because they know they can count on me. That's wonderful. It's like you've got the organizational aura going with you. Or people will be like, I'm meeting with Deborah. I better be organized because she will know. Yes. <laughs> it, and I have to ask, do you, do any or all of you have a good disorganized, I'm disorganized story or anecdote, something like, as Stacy called a hiccup that turned into a reality check for you? Um, and I'm going to start with Stacy with this one. Do you have something you want to share? I feel like you just know I'm going to have an answer. So I actually travel quite a bit with my current role. And I also have several different calendars. And so there was this one time that I shared my itinerary to the wrong calendar that wasn't synced over to the other calendar. So therefore, when I was looking at my business calendar, it looked open on said date. And so I booked something when I was on a plane. So that made me realize, okay, you have to make sure that's, I mean, honestly, you, whatever systems you are using, you do have to make sure that you've optimized that system and that the systems you're using are talking to each other. Cause when you talk about building out your tech stack to help organize your life, these little nuances have to be ironed out before you kind of go live with them or else you can run into an embarrassing situation. Thankfully, I had a very understanding uh, person I was able to reschedule with, but man, that'll teach you very quickly to make sure you test before you do the real deal. So I don't know if anyone's ever had the calendar mishap situation, but that is just no fun. Or, or putting something in your calendar, if someone doesn't send you a reminder and you have it on your time zone, but it's their time zone, which when you live in LA, if you have something that you're sure is 9 a.m., your time it's a huge difference than when it's 9 a.m. on the East Coast. That's funny you should say that. That literally happened, but this wasn't on me. And the text message that I received said, hey, your appointment's at 2 p.m. So I showed up five minutes prior and I'm waiting there. And when um, they said, I'm sorry, are you waiting for somebody or something? And I said, oh, I have a 2 p.m. appointment. Well, what's your name? Give my name. No, you're not until 4 p.m. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I, I show them and they're like, wait, where do you live? And I said, oh, I live in, you know, Southern California. Oh, wrong time zone. We're Chicago. And I'm like, how, how would, how would, shouldn't the system tell you that? <laughs> so 99% of the time. And we have Molly who is in Chicago. It's yeah. true. 
It's true. I am. And I mean, Stacy, I, I face the same things. And for me, um, it was a real trick. I use Calendly to allow clients and prospective clients to book time on my calendar. So for me, there's been a whole learning curve of which calendar do I use? And like, if I'm going to schedule some time to say be at the gym, I've got to copy that onto my work calendar because that's the one that I'm pointing to with Calendly. And there's a ton of other solutions out there too for scheduling that can look at multiple calendars. And I've just been using the free version. So that's sort of where my limitations are. But um, that that whole calendar juggling situation, I've had a number of clients book and it turns out I'm not actually free. So I just, every everything that you were saying, I'm just over here going preach. This is so my daily existence. So yes, yeah. that is one aspect in which I totally relate. Do you have a calendar trauma you want to share, Deborah? <laughs> well, mine mine is more from a personal nature. And that is, I would give you two quick points. One is I tell people in my workshop, stop saying I'm so busy. Because whenever you say I'm so busy, it sounds condescending because who isn't busy? So when people give themselves excuses for mistakes they've made or when they have had mishaps with whether it's their calendar or whatever it may be, it's just we, we're all in that same world right now. And so to show that we are human, we all make mistakes and we all need to embrace failure. Things happen sometimes beyond our control. And sometimes we have those own personal hiccups. But one of the personal notes I would quickly make is my mother just got home from the hospital. We thought she had a stroke. No, she didn't. It was just vertigo, but still it's very concerning. And I told her, I said, once I get home this week after traveling, mom, I can come stay with you for a few days and give my sister a little relief. And her immediate response was, but I know you are so busy. And so that causes pause because sometimes people who know that I'm so organized think I'm too busy for them. And I immediately said, I am never too busy for you, mom. I said, I will turn my calendar upside down for you. So I think it's a matter of don't let your organization in any way make people feel that they're not important. That is such a good point. And I've, I've also experienced that, Deborah, where you know, I, my, my own mom too saying, Oh, we didn't, we didn't want to bother you. You seem so busy. You're busy traveling and you have all these, you know, obligations. And I'm like, but you're my family. Like that's first always. Mm -hmm. It's hard when you are a system organized person, because sometimes people see you a little bit more, more as a, a process or a robot versus right. your actual human side. So I relate. I relate. Thank you. Uh, and that's, Really, we could stop the conversation right now. We're not going to, but stop saying, I'm so busy. If you have not written that down, it will be in the show notes, which you can get thedevmethod.com slash blog, because it's also telling the universe something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I'm big on law of attraction, you know, live the life that you desire to attract, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're telling, it's sort of like saying... Be careful what you tell the universe because the universe really pays attention. So do we have any other organization fails that you want to share or are we ready to move on? Molly, did we actually get a legit one from you? Well, the, the calendar thing is legit for sure. I would say my like a very uh, poignant one for right now is that I started my business using Google Drives to store a lot of my content for workshops. 
And I also recently purchased a bunch of Microsoft products, which came with OneDrive. So now my current everyday is trying to figure out what do I want to store where and certain things that maybe I made as a Google presentation. Am I going to move those over to PowerPoint? Is that going to live in OneDrive? Is that going to be over here? So that I think is one of the biggest struggles that I've personally been trying to tackle a little bit day by day. And it's also something that I see a lot of my clients struggling with too. It's just the idea of so many options for where to store things. What the heck do we do with it? So I'd say that's one of my, my current fails that I am always investigating and trying to figure out the best solution for, but that's certainly one for right now. I hate to break it to you. That's not an actual fail. It's going back to that human thing. And I have I have the same thing, though. I've got, I love my Google everything. And I also have OneDrive. And where, where goes, what goes where? It really helps when you pick a favorite and stay with the favorite. Because mm-hmm. then you don't have to spend time looking for things. You know where everything is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, Deborah, Stacey, anything else to add to the... I'm not nearly as organized as I think I, as you think I am. Oh wait, yes, I am. Conversation. You know, honestly, I think that if I think really quickly and scan my brain for all the times I had a hiccup, I love that we're now calling my mistakes hiccups. By the way, um, te- typically there's some sort of a tech situation involved, which I think is very interesting. That we lean on technology to uh, simplify our lives and to optimize our lives, yet sometimes technology can complicate our lives. And so I don't know if I want to put personal blame on, on like what I heard you saying, Molly, felt very much like a technical situation because you'd have to convert in order to store. So I think that for those of us that fall in love with organization and systems, sometimes we just become a slave to the tech. And so what do you do? You just learn it and go with the flow. And stop stressing out, apparently. Well... That's that's the key right there. <laughs> yes. Well, then let's let's stop psychoanalyzing ourselves and start psychoanalyzing other people instead, because isn't that really more fun? And so what I would love to hear from you all is what you think stops people from being organized. And Deborah, can we start with you on this one? I would say one of the top items we have, and Stacy was alluding to that as well, we have so many distractions. We have so many things that interrupt us, just a myriad of things on any given day that we can sometimes think we're very organized and we do our best, but then something gets in the way. And then going back to where we were, we often forget. So my comment would be, Come up with your system, like the Deb method. Definitely use systems that you know you can count on. Embrace those, but also embrace the hiccups. And frankly, just give yourself a hug because you're human. But don't stop. Keep going forward, but knowing that you're going to have those hiccups along the way. And so explain why the hug is so important, because I think the hug is really important. I think we often give a lot of people a pass, but we often don't give ourselves a pass. 
because we are expecting maybe more of ourselves than frankly we can deliver on a certain day or in certain situations. So recognizing that we need to be as generous to ourselves as we are to others. I am so, where are my gold stars? I am so with you on that. And the way that I, I phrase this is when you're setting your appointments for your goals, you need to treat your appointments with you as gold, as just as, if not more important than you do for other people. And yes, I, I absolutely love that acknowledgement about it. It goes into the self-care conversation, which is another great benefit, right? To being organized. So Molly, what do you think stops people from being organized? So there's a number of different things that I've seen, but one that's really standing out to me right now, I think, keep in mind, I'm coming from a project management angle here on this one, but there are a fair amount of people who are really intimidated by systems and organization and or don't want to feel like they are constrained by it. So I'm thinking about a lot of creatives, a lot of people who write, a lot of people who do art, for example. And my big push right now is that I'm trying to help everyone understand, just as Dan Pink says, everybody's a salesperson. I think everybody's also a project manager. But there's a lot of folks who don't, for whatever reason, think they can be organized, believe that they can be organized. They don't want to be like they don't get the benefits. So I, I think what stops some people is just a hesitation or even, frankly, an aversion to the idea of I can be an organized person or understanding exactly what it would take uh, to do it. So I, I think that's one that I've seen a lot. And then secondarily, I think that there's so many choices that you can make in terms of how you want to organize, like document storage, like we were just talking about, right? There's Google, there's OneDrive, there's a folder on your desktop, you can buy a hard drive. And that gets overwhelming. So sometimes I think it's not that people don't want to be organized, but that there's too many choices, there's too many systems. And rather than pick and try, it's just, I can't make a decision, so I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. Avoidance is like, <laughs> avoidance is the enemy of being organized. Okay, it's probably a different saying, but it applies as well. What do you say to those, because uh, the world I live in, you know, writers, creatives, and entrepreneurs, if you're one, you're the other too. So what do you say to those creative people to get them on the organization train? I tell them that constraints breed creativity. So that true. if you really want to unleash your creativeness, you've got to have some constraints. You know, look at art. You've got the marble and you are trying to free whatever is inside it, right? You slam that hammer the wrong way and all of a sudden, whoops, new plan in place, right? Well, that's exactly what being organized is all about. That's exactly what project management is all about. You have a plan, something goes wrong, and now you pivot. And that's where the creativity comes into play and you really have a lot of, of choices. So I that's usually a, a big light bulb moment for, for the creatives with whom I work. And something too that I've, I've just seen really ring true um, in, in my life. Um, also, you see a piano behind me. I'm a fairly creative person. And, and I do find that when I put a deadline on myself or when I say, okay, this is going to be a PowerPoint or an Instagram post or whatever, uh, I do wind up making more progress because I've given myself those constraints. It does help when you do the things that you tell other people to do. I also <laughs> know that 
well, I created Deb. I essentially created the Deb method using the Deb method. Determine your mission, explore your options, brainstorm your path. And when I do the things I tell other people to do, I'm way more successful than when I feel like I know better than myself, which I'm sure, you know, raise your hand if you can relate. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for it not being just me. It's not just you. I promise. (laughs) Excellent. So Stacy, same question. I think that what stops most people from choosing to get organized is a combination of fear and misconception. Let me explain. So the fear of getting organized sometimes stems from, it feels like rigidity. It feels like in order to be organized, I have to be rigid and stuffy and boring. And like you said, Molly, creatives want to feel like I have this this verve of life and I can feel very vibrant and structure feels very confining. So what Molly said was beautiful because you're helping to use creative analogies to align a creative to understand that that structure is going to unlock their potential. And then the other part is the misconception as well, because there's a fear of learning. Anytime that you have to learn something new, even if you know, even if someone says, hey, there is a 100% guarantee your life will be better if you do this one thing, if they don't know how to do it, they will make up a million excuses as to why they can't do it, but right, not right now. And so as the guiders on the channel here, we have to come up with creative solutions as to how to basically help unlock the psychological barrier that is preventing someone from being their best possible optimized self. It leads in perfectly into the next question, which I'm sure will surprise you all. But what are your best tips then for getting and staying organized? And I feel like we should take this one at a time. So let's start with the getting organized and Stacey, what what do you think? What what is the first and or second step to just, you know, clean slate? Let's get going. Yeah. You know, I, I am one of those organizers that likes to really respect individual style, understanding that we all learn differently, we all process differently, and there is great creative solutions for productivity within your natural way of learning. So for my personal way of learning, I'm a very visual organizer. Um, I need visual cues around me. So I have literally the wall over here has a calendar that almost the size of the wall that's huge. And I use my different colors color-coded post-its that signify certain things because I travel, I have to go to lots of places and I block out, I know what colors are personal, I know what colors are business, I know what colors are tentative. And I also across that wall have my huge whiteboard, which I do all of my ideas because when something comes up, I need to be able to write it down. So I have my own flow and a lot of it's very visually um, related. So I'm, I'm, for those of you listening that are visual, the more that you can implement a visual way of organizing your thoughts, they get out of your head and now they're in front of you. And now it allows you to kind of come up with the next step. Perfect. I love this because you can't figure things out in your head. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've met one or two, I can't say that anymore. I met one or two people who've said, oh yeah, I figure things out in my head all the time. Good for you. Most people... <laughs> need to be able to see what they're working on. So I love that. It's a great, great way to get started. 
And so Molly, what do you think is that first step for getting organized? So for me, I think the first step is to really gather all your inputs. So for example, if you want to get organized at work, you've got to figure out what, where are all your projects? Where are all of your emails that you still need to respond to? What are all the reports that you need to write? But really find a way to figure out what are all the sources where you could be getting something to do, a task, something to manage, something to review or what have you. Um, so once you've gathered all of it, then like Stacy was saying, then I think it's really about how do I put this into some sort of a tracking mechanism? You can use post-its. I love a post-it because you can move it around if you need to change the dates. Um, they're very easy to get rid of once you're done. It's very satisfying to like crinkle that up and toss it. Um, there's also a number of electronic tools, some of which are free, things like Trello or Asana. Um, there's also paid versions of those things. But it, it really starts, and this is where I start with most of my clients who come to me for, for project management coaching, is to really gather all of the stuff that you have to do and put it somewhere. Um, and then once you've got it, then you can kind of break it down and get more and more organized, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But really, first step, gather your inputs. Yes. Because if you don't know what's coming into you, how do you deal with this? I, I don't yes. know if you see, I'm like, I always have like a different notebook for each mm -hmm. kind of project and then one for, for client work. So yes, gather things together so mm -hmm. you can deal with them because you, you can't, <laughs> you yeah. cannot stick your hands into your brain. You cannot. Move things around. You really cannot. You mm -hmm. can't. That's a different conversation altogether. It's brain surgery, which we do not do. No. I cover not. a wide range of topics. Brain surgery, not mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. nope. <laughs> uh, Deborah, what do you think? What is the best first place to start? Well, I think the first place for most people is just simply making the decision and recognizing that communication is not a one size fits all. So what may work for someone else on how they go on their organized journey may not be the best fit for you. So find what fits for you and then come up with a plan. Start developing habits, recognizing that habits are not developed in 21 days. Actually, that is a myth that the average habit takes 66 days. So you have to be patient with yourself as you go on this journey to develop some new organized habits. As Molly said, be ready to pivot. As Stacy said, use things such as the color coding because color coding is that immediate visual that will help you and it can be incredibly calming. So left brain, right brain, it's a combination of both. Some of us are more logical. Some of us are more creative, but find what works for you, but make the decision to do it and then use a plan. The decision huge. What is the first step? Decide you're going to do it. I love it. Well, I love all of this. You know, we're, we're again in my happy place. Uh, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about the habit developing thing, because I think, I think 66 days does sound a lot more manageable or reasonable than the 21 days. Well, for a lot of people, when it comes to the habit forming process, people give up very, very quickly. And if they don't have that experience of immediate success or satisfaction, it's like losing weight. 
they just toss the whole diet to the wind and say, okay, that's not for me. I'll start over next Monday. And so it's this constant cycle of starting, restarting, starting, restarting, rather than, okay, I'm going to start and I'm not going to stop. But I may have, to use that word hiccup, a hiccup along the way, but maybe today can be a reboot, but I'm not stopping. I am going to continue on this journey. So it's how you establish that thought process in the brain. And part of what I teach is the neuroplasticity of the brain. So you have that option of molding your brain into thinking all those positive things. Your brain is ready for new habits. That's the brain's number one job is to develop your habits. After all, we get in a car every day and we don't have to relearn how to drive it because we've already established that with the brain. That's what organization is all about, establishing it with the brain. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to go a little bit out of order because Molly is in a location where she may at some point lose power and I want to make sure we do the goals. So we're going to do, um, I'm going to ask you all to gift a goal and then share where people can find you. And then we're just going to keep sharing tips for, for the rest of the episode because it's such great information. But let's start with that, that goal. So Molly, what is one thing people can do today, tonight, tomorrow to get organized? So one of my favorite tips is to make a to-do list on a post-it note because it is very small. You cannot list more than probably two or three things on it. So what happens is if you routinely get your post-it note done, you build that momentum that Deborah was talking about. So every day, start with a post-it, get those things done. Next day, new post-it, get those things done. Next day, new post-it. Soon you'll be doing way more than you ever thought possible. Um, and it will be uh, really fun and exciting progress to see. So that would be my gift of goal. Start a post-it uh, with what you're going to do today. That's fantastic. I Now, I am a fan of tracking the things that you're doing. So rather than, than throwing it away, I would love to like keep your list of your done tasks or your win tasks. Awesome. But That's great. I, I love... The idea, and I'm looking at all the stickies. I've got like the larger ones so you could fit more in there. But knowing just a couple of things and having success really helps to build momentum. So really fantastic. Deborah, what goal would you like to give? One of my top goals would be if you really want to start an organizational plan, start on Friday for the next week. Many people dread Mondays. And why do they dread Mondays? Because they're not ready for the week ahead. So if you end your week strong, you're going to start the next week even stronger. So on Friday, to Molly's point, go ahead and start those lists, start the plan. And that way you can enjoy your weekend more because you're not stressing out on getting ready for Monday. You've already set next week in motion in a very positive way. That's fantastic. And you know, I start the new year in December, you know, same philosophy, start what? the next year, the month before. So I, I love that. Get yourself ready and then you're raring to go first thing Monday morning. Yay, gold stars. Okay, Stacy, what is your goal to gift? Okay, for me, uh, repetition is really, really key for making sure that you're consistent. So one of the things that I always recommend is when you first wake up, 
do not, do not go and look at your phone. I will not look at my phone until I've done the following things. I get up, I do whatever I have to do in the morning. And then I go downstairs, I start the coffee pot and I drink water, take my vitamins while writing in my gratitude journal, writing down 10 things I'm grateful for. And then I'm reviewing what is top of mind of the things I need to get done today. Okay. So there's three things because I love the number three. Then I go and take my walk, which is a 15, 20 minute walk around the neighborhood. And then once I come back in, I'm allowed to look at my phone. I get up early and I want to do this for a couple of reasons for clarity, oxygen, and also routine and just overall health, right? Uh, that type of structure and repetition has allowed me to really, really optimize my time. And I'm, I'm one of those people that I have a job. I'm always thinking about different ways to generate additional streams of income. I'm a creative person that says yes to everything and I'm doing all these different things. And I have time for all of them. Oh, including the family. The family gets time too. I have time for all those things because of the structure. And so don't look at your phone when you wake up. That's my first and foremost. That's a great goal. And I, I feel the need to add on to it. it. You don't need to have Stacy's routine. You just need to have a routine that works for you. But I, I love that even experiment by doing things for even if it's like 15 minutes or a half an hour before you jump into your day, whatever those things are. Really good goal because you get sucked into the vortex like nobody's business, right? But if you set boundaries with yourself, you know, like you said, if you have we, we, we treat others well and we make sure that their goals are, are met and their appointments are met, but we don't give it to ourselves. So if we made a really hard choice for ourselves and stuck to it and honored ourselves as appointment, we could do something really difficult and have when, magical results. When you set boundaries, you always have results. You know, when you set the appointments, when you do the things, when you commit to yourself, it really is magic. So really wonderful variety of goals that work very well together. So I thank you. Before we we do rapid fire tips, um, why don't you all share where people can find you? Molly? You can find me at www.projectsbymolly.com. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. And, and Stacy, where can people find you? You can find me at www.stacysoleil.com, which because I like to push people where I'm trying to have the most conversation, it redirects automatically to my Instagram, which is where I'd love to connect with you. Excellent. And Deborah, where is the best place for people to find you? Well, although I am on every social media platform, my website is dtn-productions.com, and certainly it will direct you a little bit of everywhere, everywhere, including those social media environments as well. Excellent. And so I will also, in the recap, I will put the links to your websites and your links to your LinkedIn, because I always feel that we, <clears throat> that's like the best, it's the Rolodex, we all um Yes. We all know that word, I hope. Um, I'm feeling very Gen, Gen X-y whenever I use the word Rolodex. But I think it's really a good place for the first connection and to stay in touch with what people are doing. So if you go to thedebmethod.com slash blog, you'll get the recap, some of the best bits, as well as links to today's fabulous guests. 
So we talked about things to do to get organized. Let's dive into the second part of that that question, which is, uh, how do you stay organized, Molly? So once you get organized, uh, things go off the rails all the time. Best laid plans always going to swerve. So my hot tip is to make yourself what's called an issues list in the world of project management, um, where basically you have a list of anything wacky that happens. A question you have, something you can't get done, uh, a new stakeholder gets added to your project and wants something that was completely out of left field, but you have to do it. Um, anything that is something that you need help, that's a concern, just something that's kind of going off the rails a little bit, put that all down on an issues list so that it gets out of your brain and out of your anxiety and thoughts. So write it down and put it all in one spot. And then you pick them off one by one, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's how you stay organized. So first you write it down, then you build the habit of scheduling time to go through your issues list. Maybe it's twice a week. Maybe it's only once a week, depending on how many you've got, um, but really building that discipline. So between that and routinely going back to all your inputs, uh, those would be some of my, my pro tips on staying organized. So that's great. I love it. Uh, Deborah. What about you? What is your favorite tip to stay organized? Well, part of staying organized, as I said earlier, had to do with the being disciplined. So I think part of starting the day off with a plan, but recognizing that that plan can be completely dismantled by whatever life is going to throw your way, but without having some sort of a plan, because there is that innate satisfaction of, I can check off on my to-do list, what I have accomplished. So what is it that is going to give you the satisfaction of feeling, I did it. So find whatever it is, whether it's a reward that you're going to give yourself, whether it is a to-do list, whether it is, I love pulling as I did today before I left my home office, I was pulling off all kinds of post-it notes off my computer screen, done, done, done. I accomplished them. And so I could wad them in a ball and throw them away. So it's that feeling of satisfaction. So going back to Stacy's post-it notes, yes, love them, use them, and it helps me stay focused. So you want to have the plan. You know the plan may and probably will go off the rails and just find ways to, to keep moving forward and to celebrate those wins. Yes. That's cool. I like it. I endorse this. What about you? <laughs> what about you, Stacey? Well, you know, what's interesting is that one of the pushbacks that I've heard people give is, I don't like to write down what I have to do because then that's taking time out of my day to stop and organize and write it down. And that just wastes time. I'm just going to, I know what I need to do. But then of course, what happens, you always forget something, whether it's at the grocery store or mm -hmm. it's in your day-to-day -day tasks. So one of the things I like to tell people to do that are kind of being obstinate about that is, okay, you, most of you have a phone, a smartphone of some sort. Just go to your notes section and talk into your notes really quick. Whatever that thing is that's right there, this could be a creative idea. This could be a to-do. Don't even have to go to a fancy app. Just get in your notes, talk it in there, and make it a habit to always check those notes so now you can distribute and put that thing that you put there in its proper home. But at least it's out of here. Right. I love that you mentioned, don't forget to actually check the notes. 
because writing it down and never seeing them again. No. It happens with post-it notes too. I mean, how many of you can relate? We all, I think we all love post-it notes. Um, have you ever had a syndrome of over post-it noting? And then now you're like, I can't even tell what's what. So you almost have to have a system with how you do your system as well. So we can get into a whole nother deep level of OCD right now, but I won't do that. <laughs> well, and I mentioned before, so I I have the, the longer sticking, I don't know what this says, but you don't need to read it. I have the longer <laughs> sticky notes. And this is where the ideas that come at, at night or first thing in the morning that they don't have the right place for it yet. You know, <laughs> we should say, raise your sticky notes, everybody, uh, for the things that you don't know exactly where they go. And then I schedule time a couple of times a week to go through my pile to make sure the notes go in the right notebook. Right. Because it, so much time is wasted looking for things, which is why I love Google Docs so much, because if you keep your ongoing list there or in the calendar, you know where it is all the time. <laughs> so what are some other really good, well, let's go next level. What are some other really good tips to keep that organization flowing? Deborah? I, th I think part of it is going to be to determine for yourself for your nighttime routine, because many of you were chatting earlier about going to bed at night and how to get certain things off your mind so you can get a good night's sleep. So I think truly finding out what you need to create that stress level being minimized is going to be really critical. So for me, it is a matter of when I do my deep dives in regard to my organization, I need to know that everything that was crucial. So I know Molly was mentioning from a project management perspective, I use the ABC list as far as my issues. So I do make sure that anything that needed to be addressed was addressed, or I have an immediate plan coming up for it. Because you do need to reduce that anxiety in the brain so that you can sleep. I'm sure each of us have experienced getting in bed going, oh, no. <laughs> and you hop out of bed or else you have that post-it note beside your bed, whatever it is you use that will help you remember something for the next day. And then if you tell yourself, I'm going to go to sleep, I won't forget this. Then the next morning you're trying to have recall and no, you can't remember it. <laughs> so that, that, my deeper that dive really, is that. <laughs> yeah, that, that really is the biggest reason people forget things is because they're sure they'll remember them they spend so much time and energy focusing on it and then it goes away. It's so sad. So Molly, <laughs> what other good tips do you have for staying organized? So I find that um, peer pressure and or encouragement, however you want to look at it, uh, works really good. So I would say get yourself an accountability buddy. So if you want to get organized and stay organized, Yes, do the things we said, gather your inputs, schedule time to go through them every week and schedule time with a friend every week to sit down. Maybe you guys have a Zoom and you're each kind of working your lists. Maybe it's just a quick, hey, did you do it? Yes, no. Hey, did you do it? Yes, no. Because if you have to get on that call and tell them that you didn't do it, that's not week after week. That's not going to be fun. So it can really help boost your productivity level, even if it's just a friend, not even someone who works with you, just literally a buddy who you have who can help kind of keep you on the right track. 
it's even better if you're working with somebody who also wants to grow in their organization and commitment skills as well, because you can both achieve great things, even with just little tiny baby steps once a week. It's so true. And and so right on online, which is my Facebook group, there is a prompt every day for that specific reason. What are your networking goals? What are your goal goals? Blog share day, cheat your horn Thursday, photo Friday, different opportunities for people to share what they're working on and also find good alignments within them. And of course, the goal that Twitter chat always starts out with what was your biggest win last week and what are your goals for the week? So if you want a community forum to do this, those options are out there. And also find, you all know somebody who has goals that, I mean, you know many, you probably have at least one or two that admit it. Even if it's just that five minute phone call that's ongoing in your calendar to check in, what'd you do? I did this, what'd you do? I did this, great, have a good week, bye. Boom. Exactly. There's so much power to that. And Stacy. Yeah, so I have this uh, another routine. We were talking about me and routines. Um, at the end of each day, I have a on my notes because you know I just admitted I love using my notes. Um, it's wrap up copy. So basically, at the end of each day, my team uses Basecamp. I know that there's lots of different tools you may use, but in Basecamp, um, I have a reoccurring uh, prompt that shows up, and it's basically how did today go? And so what I did was I created some um, little cues. And one is I make it fun. So I throw up a gift that represented my day so I can kind of like laugh. So if I had a really stressful day or it felt like everything was like coming at me, I find like this gif, gif, sorry, I don't know, whichever generation, however you want to say it, um, that represents what my day was. And it makes me laugh. So it allows me to kind of release some of the tension at the end of the day. What went well? So I write down what went well today, right? Then I write what can improve for tomorrow. And then I do uh, what blockers are in my way. And then I do a gratitude loop in. So this is where I'll at mention teammates that help me solve or get past a hurdle for the day. That routine of doing that, it does so many things. It allows me to set a routine so I can end my day the same way every day, just like I like to start my day the same way every day. And it also just is very mindful and allows me to respect others in the process and it just keeps you on track. And you have a team that you can share that with, which is great. Even if you keep, um, oh, I, I keep a win list. It's something that I recommend to to my community, my workshops. Every, it's one of my favorite things. It's your list. You could share it. You could not share it. But if you need that boost of energy to keep that information, those wins in a place where you can look at them and say, wow, I'm doing great is a really good way to check in with yourself and really um, get a hold on the rest of your day and get set for the next day. So these are wonderful tips. I I feel like I should have asked this before, so I'm gonna ask it now. We're talking a lot about staying organized for a professional, but I would love a tip about staying more organized for your personal life because personal and professional you know, everything works well together. I mean, everything works together. They should work well. So Deborah, do you have a good personal organizational tip? Well, and it's interesting that you mentioned that because something that I have talked about in some of my workshops is I put on my to-do list to call my mother. 
And because often our business lives, and especially I know with my travel schedule, it sounds like you do the same, Stacy. that often people who are nearest and dearest to us, who we love more than anything, we need to make sure that they are recognizing that we have not forgotten them. And so I do have a system, whether it's, and I do use my phone. Uh, I use my phone for notes. I have special sections of my phone for notes. Absolutely. I remind myself just that simple. Call my mother. Love it. Use all the professional systems for your personal life as yes. well, because it's it's all together. It's all it part is. of life. Fantastic. What about you, Molly? Do you have a good get organized? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that one. So one of the tools that I've used to plan and manage projects is Trello, uh, where you have a bunch of different cards and you move it along to make your project work. Well, my partner and I use that for our house renovation projects. So we talk through whether it's, you know, uh, winterizing the porch or uh, changing the furnace filter or whatever it is. We have a whole backlog of stuff we could be doing for the house. And then we meet and we figure out what do we want to do in the next two weeks. And then we do it. And then two weeks later, we meet again. And it's not perfect. There are some months we don't meet at all, but uh, we have a, a board and we're using that to kind of help us talk and prioritize effectively together for the house projects we want to do. That's fantastic. I love it. And Stacy, why don't you wrap us up? What is your personal stay organized tip? Well, listen, I think that there is a blend of your work and your personal, because if you're yet, if you're using those tools, you're going to add those personal elements in there because they do kind of track the time on your calendar. So I do use that. But if I was thinking of a personal organization, I already admitted that colors are something that signal organization for me. So in my closet, I organize by color to allow me to quickly find what I'm looking for. So that's one, and that doesn't feel very original, but it's something that is, it's in sync with how my brain works. And so I think whatever, like you said earlier, Deb, however you are practicing to, to organize or disorganize your life, whatever resonates with you, start with where you feel the best first, and then continue your journey from that point forward. Instead of us focusing on all the ways that you are just a mess, it's like, well, where do you shine? <laughs> where do you shine? Let's start there. And then let's start the path of organization from where you shine so that you can have, and you can be empowered as you move through the process. I love that. And it's really, it's, it's setting yourself up for success, which is really what all of, what this entire conversation is about. If you're organized, if you know what you need, if you know what you need to do, and whether it's for your personal, professional life mixture, do the things, experiment, use this enormous list of tips that will be on the devmethod.com slash blog from the recap. And just even if you just pick out like one tip from each person or from each section and say, you know what, this sounds like me, try it. And if it doesn't work, there are a bunch more. So that's really, I believe, what being organized is about, is figuring out what's going to work for you and do the things and keep your progress moving forward. What a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Molly Barron, Stacey Soleil, and Deborah Thomas-Neininger for this wonderful conversation on getting organized. And whether you're watching or listening, thank you for tuning in and choosing to get organized so you can live a better life as well. 
uh, please connect with me. I'm at the Dev Method everywhere and connect with Molly, Stacy, and Deborah at the links in the chat. Um, okay, you've got all the tools you need. You want to be organized. So go on out there and go for it. And just remember, you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.